with you the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, January 4th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, Mike Yurcich has been hired as Ohio State's new quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator. I'm also hearing he'll be have the title of co-offensive coordinator. Uh, what is your takeaway on this hire? I think it's going to be an outstanding hire, definitely a home run hire. I really like how decisive Ryan Day was as far as targeting uh, a guy that's going to be able to replace him, uh, per se, in that uh, quarterback coaching role as well as the offensive coordinator. I also found it interesting, um, something different from Urban Meyer, is Day is differentiating um, and giving specific job titles such as uh, passing game coordinator, and I anticipate that Kevin Wilson will probably be the run game coordinator. Um, but I think it's going to be an outstanding fit. Uh, he's an Ohio guy at Oklahoma State. They put up tremendous numbers. Couldn't play a lick of defense, but their offense was dynamic. I know in 2017 uh, he had a 4,000-yard quarterback, two 1,000-yard wide receivers, and a 1,000 a thousand yard running back, so he knows how to spread the ball around. The thing I'm going to be most interested in is, is he developed a lot of guys, uh, with lesser star power, lesser talent. What is he going to be able to do with Ohio State talent? That's what I'm interested in seeing. And I think, uh, I think he's going to be able to thrive in that role. Uh, I think it's going to be, uh, a good hire as far as being able to recruit down in the Texas area. Uh, where Ohio State is going to absolutely need as, as much leg power as possible, especially with Texas looking like they're on the right track. Yeah, as you mentioned, it sounds like Kevin Wilson is going to stay on as offensive coordinator slash tight ends coach slash running game coordinator slash, you know, just all, kind of, uh, you know, unwritten, you know, assistant offensive line coach. Um, you know, I think that's obviously good news, Jay Book, that, uh, you know, not official yet, but that Kevin Wilson sounds like he's going to stay on the staff. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin Wilson, I think he's been a huge asset uh, to the coaching staff. I know um, Tim May, he was doing a couple interviews locally uh, leading up to the Rose Bowl, and he said he had the pleasure of being a fly on the wall in the Woody into the offensive coaches meeting, and he said Kevin Wilson is heavily, heavily involved with uh, game planning, uh, he's a strong voice in the room, and he was very vocal about things he, he liked and didn't like. So I think keeping him is going to be a huge plus. I think he helped out immensely uh, with the offensive line, especially with the tackles there. Uh, I think Jock Hallaby had an outstanding run filling in for Thayer Mumper, and uh, I know they talked about how Kevin Wilson was heavily involved uh, with the development of that offensive line. So just keeping him around is going to be very beneficial for the program. Um, the one thing I'm, I'm really excited about is if you look at what Gersh did as far as his offense and what he uh, coached at Oklahoma State and what Ryan Day is wanting to implement at Ohio State, I think you're starting to see the era of a run-first quarterback going, going to the wayside here at Ohio State. Obviously, they have Tate Martell in the fold, and that's his game. And if you look at the guys that they, they're recruiting and, and the type of offense they want to run, I think they're more leaning towards a wide-open offense where it's going to be a pass-first quarterback who can distribute the rock to all of his talent at Ohio State. So it's 
with Ryan Day taking over it and, and the new offensive coordinator hire, I think you're seeing a change of the guard as far as what they want to do offense, offensively from uh, Urban Meyer. A lot of smoke about Al Washington. We are recording the Buckeyes Morning Five here on Thursday night. Uh, um, you know, this you know this could happen. This could pop at any point. Uh, yeah, or maybe it won't happen. But there's a lot of smoke out there about Al Washington coming to Columbus. We'll get to some of the other rumors out there about the defensive coaching staff in a minute. But just your thoughts about Al Washington? Do you think it'll happen? And, and your thoughts uh, if it does happen? Yeah, I I think it's going to happen. Um, and if it does, I think it is a major major win for Ryan Day, a preemptive strike into Michigan's program. If you look at the Zach Harrison recruitment, Al Washington was the the lead guy from Michigan who pretty much had them in the hunt for Zach Harrison. At one point, it looked like he was going to Michigan. I know you and I had numerous conversations, and the Bucknell staff had numerous conversations about uh, he's starting to trend towards Michigan, and that was because of Al Wash. And if you if Ryan Day can go in there and snag him from Michigan. It is a direct blow to the program. He is one of Michigan's best recruiters. He is a major asset uh, for Michigan when it comes to recruiting the state of Ohio. He's a local guy, not only recruiting-wise, but he is an uh, absolutely great coach. Um, I know Luke Fickle um, thinks wonders of him. He did an excellent job at Cincinnati, and, and Jim Harbaugh wanted him. So if you can get him there, uh, I think it's going to be a home run in that aspect. But the other element that's going to make a lot of Hall State fans uh, plenty happy is that means Billy Davis is out of there. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I agree with you. I think uh, I think it will happen. I think Al Washington will be the coach and Billy Davis will be out. And if for some reason Al Washington, it, it doesn't um, materialize without Washington. I still think Billy Davis will not be at Ohio State next year. Um what about Shiano and Grinch and, you know, obviously Larry Johnson is going to be back. Um, but what about Shiano and Grinch and anything else, you know, guys that you think might leave, guys you think might come in? Is there anything you want to say about the rest of the defensive coaching shakeups that we might see, Jay Book? Yeah, there's been a lot of smoke about Alex Grinch potentially uh, taking off to Oklahoma. I know uh, our uh, partners over on the Oklahoma 24-7 site, their insiders have dropped some uh, nuggets on what they're hearing, saying that uh, it can, it was going to come down to either Grinch or Ala, or one of the assistants from Alabama, and they were indicating that it's not it's not going to happen with Alabama. So it looks like um, they have their eyes heavily on uh, Alex Grinch. Now the thing that they were saying, which I found interesting, is Alex Grinch does not want the cold defensive coordinator title. And he wants to be able to call the shots on the defense. And to me, there's been a lot of, you know, smoke about what he wants to run and what Greg Shiano wants to run. And I think what Alex Grinch, his style of play, his personality, and, and what he wants to teach as far as technique, I think is vastly different from what Greg Shiano wants to run. And he doesn't want his name associated with having one of the worst defenses in Ohio State history. So I think that's going to be a situation to monitor because I can't see both of those guys being back. I think one is going to be one or the other, or both of them are out. Because the Oklahoma 24-7 cyber is also saying that uh, Greg Shiano is, make, is reaching out 
to NFL teams and gauging interest in that aspect. And he's also going to be looking to try to interview for the triple job that Manny Diaz left back open after he decided to go back to Miami. So those are those are things to watch. It's a fluid situation. They say that Ryan Day wants to keep Grinch, but Grinch doesn't want to be a co-coordinator. He wants to call the shots. Now, there's going to be a lot of Hall State fans, rightfully so, that says that Alex Grinch uh, failed in the aspect of his player evaluation by starting Went and Pryor over Brandon White, who should have been starting a long time ago, especially when the safety play was subpar this season. And then you can also point to the recruiting aspect. Alex Grinch and Taylor Johnson have been the weak link when it comes to recruiting on the coaching staff. You can't have two guys on that side of the ball, not carrying their weight when it comes to recruiting. As good as Larry Johnson is, Larry is getting up in that age. You can't have Larry being the the foot soldier on that side of the ball, carrying the, carrying the, the load when it comes to recruiting. And that's one of the aspects that you have with Greg Schiano. Good recruiter, did a terrible job this year when it comes to scheme and putting guys in the, in the position to succeed on the defense. So I think Ryan Day has uh, a couple moving pieces here that he's going to need to sort out. Uh, we'll do some uh, quick hitters, and we'll get you out of here, Jay Book. Uh, coach Stud, Greg Sudrawa, offensive line coach. Do you think he'll be back? Yeah, I think he's going to be back. I know it was in the boarding house that the, uh, Ryan Day is going to look to try to retain him. Um, I, I'm coming. I'm kind of up and down on Stud, to be honest with you. I thought that. There were moments where you can look and say, hey, the offensive line is shine, but there was a lot of times where you were just like, what in the world is going on? I mean, we absolutely struggle to run the run the football at times this season, which is inexcusable. But you look at uh, Joshua Alibi, who came in, and uh, Wyatt Davis, I thought they filled in nicely. But the thing that absolutely drove me up the wall were the false starts. It's inexcusable how many – false starts and and misalignments that this offensive line had. You saw in the Rose Rock, uh, would they have five or six false start penalties and prob- probably led the nation in false start penalties if you were to look it up. So I, I'm kind of up and down on stud. Um, it, it'll be interesting because we need offensive linemen badly. We need at least five or six guys in there. We're coming up short this recruiting cycle. So that's kind of alarming when it comes to the recruitment. Um, but I know Nestor is very high on on Stud, and I think if you keep Stud, you're eventually going to keep Nestor in the fold um, for what it sounds like. Uh, but right now I think he's going to be retained. Justin Fields, we've been talking about him for the last couple of weeks. It was almost uh, a bigger story than the Rose Bowl. In fact, it was a bigger story than the Rose Bowl, even like a few days leading up to the Rose Bowl. But, Justin Fields, J-Book, do you think it's imminent he will be a Buckeye? you think he will definitely be a Buckeye, or do you, you think that's still up in the air? I, I think it's a pretty much foregone conclusion that he's going to be a Buckeye. Um, the, the smoke is too thick. I mean, at this point, it's a, it's a raging fire. Um, if you look at uh, what he's trying to do, he's trying to get into school immediately in order to participate in spring football. So Ohio State is going to be starting classes here come next week. So he's going to have to have his paperwork um, already submitted in for admissions. And once that happens, that's when you're going to see uh, potentially Ohio State 
and Georgia work uh, in collaboration to get his paperwork submitted over to the NCAA for clearance. Now, one thing you want to look at, though, uh, when it comes to uh, that situation is just making sure the locker room dynamics is squared away. I know uh, it, it has been a big story in regard to Tate Martell and his comments and um, how he feels about the situation. And I, w- I wanted to ask you, what, what do you think about Tate Martell's comments about Justin Fields? That's my next question for you. I talked about that on 97.1 earlier today, so people are listening to this, uh, you know, yesterday. Um, I I talked about this on the Carpenter and Rothman show. Uh, My guy, Matty Hayes, uh, filling in for Anthony, who's on his way back from L.A. You know, I liked most of what Tate said because I definitely liked the spirit of what he said. I liked his confidence. I liked that, hey, no one's going to come in here and beat me out. They're going to just transfer in. I thought... He made a lot of good points. I thought he, he made a couple of comments that were over the top and kind of took away from some of his really salient points. Like, for example, when he said, well, he's never been in our locker room. Well, well, okay, that's true, but, like, that has nothing to do with anything. Like, as we all know about football locker rooms, if you're the right type of leader, you can come in and win over a locker room in, in, a, in a week. You know, I'm not saying he's Russell Wilson, but um didn't take uh, Russ Wilson long when he transferred from NC State to Wisconsin and went over that locker room. I know it's different when you're like a senior, a fifth-year senior than as opposed to a sophomore. But but still, I think not knowing the locker room has nothing to do with it. But Martel made a lot of good points. He's like, I've been in this offense for two years. I know the Ryan Day offense. Like, I, I'm ready right now. Like, I'm not ready. I'm not better than Dwayne. He gave props to Dwayne. He's like, I'm not ready to be a starter right now because Dwayne is so great, but I am ready to be the starter when Dwayne leaves. And nobody's going to come in here and within a month or two learn this offense and be able to beat me out. So I like that. I, so I like that. I like most of it. So what do you think? I like the first comment um, in regard to him, but I think once he when he came back to the well, it wasn't it wasn't a good look because it seemed like Justin Fields was on his mind. Obviously, the reporters asked him a question. At that point, after the second comment, I had responded on Twitter, just ball, young man. Just let your play on the field speak. You're going to have your shot. You're going to get first-team reps, and you're going to have every opportunity to beat Justin Fields. Now, obviously, Tate made those comments about how um, he's been in Ryan Day's offense. I don't know if Tate Martell can make all of those throws that Ryan Day essentially wants, that Dwayne Haskins can make. I think Justin Fields can. The, the dynamic days that a lot of people aren't talking about is Justin Fields has been recruited by Dwayne Haskins. Think about that. Haskins and, and Tate Martellus, they're in the same quarterback room. They spend numerous amount of time. You can say they're good friends and they're boys, but at the end of the day, this whole thing is being brokered by Quincy Avery, the quarterback coach of Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields, and, and Dwayne has been an intermediary for Ryan Day and Quincy Avery and Justin Fields camp. So if, if they're saying, hey, um, yes, Tate, we love you, but it also speaks volumes that they, they, they feel like Justin Fields gives them the opportunity right now to win on a big stage. The question you have to ask um, internally is, do you believe Tate Martell 
to win you a national championship. Do you think Tate Martell can go down on a neutral field and beat Alabama or beat Clemson or beat Georgia in a neutral site game in the playoffs? If, if you hesitate, then that gives you your answer because you've seen numerous years of what Tate Martell can do in that offense. And they believe that Justin Fields is the cheat code. He's good enough with his legs to kill you, but they also believe he can make the throws that Ryan Day wants out of his out of his quarterback in this offense. So I, I I don't blame Tate. I want him to go out there and just absolutely ball out because at the end of the day, it's a win win for the program. Because if Tate Martell goes out there and, and kills it, that means you found your quarterback, and he's playing at an extremely high level. If Justin Fields comes in, that tells you, hey, we found a guy who's better than what we had on our roster, and we feel like we're going to have a quarterback who can put us in national championship contention. Buckeyes got great news. Jordan Fuller is coming back for his senior season. Uh, let's, let's talk about your uh, former position, uh, former College defensive back Jay Brooks. So Jordan Fuller's coming back, so he's going to pair with Brendan White at safety again. That's huge. I mean, Fuller and White, I think they're going to be tremendous next year as a tandem. And Jeff Okuda, Sean Wade at corner. I mean, I'm going to love that. Um, I mean, this secondary could be lights out. I mean, they also have up-and-comers like Tyreek Johnson, Josh Proctor, maybe like Seven Banks, Marcus Williamson. Alex Grinch, I know you might be on the move to Oklahoma, but I did get a chance for a quick one-on-one with Alex Grinch, and he told me Josh Proctor is a future star. I mean, I, I have no doubt that Fuller and White are going to be the starters next year, but Proctor is going to be that next ATN. Um, I mean, man, this this secondary is loaded for next year, Jay Buck, and it's great news that Fuller's coming back. So I was like 50-50 on that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely great news. Uh, whenever you can have a veteran presence back there, on the back end, it's going to be huge for the defense. There were way too many times uh, this year where Ohio State gave up huge home run plays, um, especially because of the defensive backs. And just having uh, those guys back there with valuable playing experience, it can't be understated about the importance of having guys with game reps under their belt. And Jordan Fuller has that in folds. Then you have White, who picked up valuable experience, and then you know, you mentioned uh, Wade and uh, Akuda, and then the Tyreek Johnson, who was a five-star. He's going to be in the midst. And Proctor, I, and I agree with Grinch when it comes to Proctor. He's going to be a star. He's probably going to have to wait his turn a little bit longer than what he liked. But uh, with that being said, it provides depth to that back end, something this team was obviously missing. I think this year it, it, it was an obvious down year as far as play from the defensive backs. But you have to feel good going into next season knowing that you have a whole unit that's going to be starting with valuable game experience, which cannot be underestimated. That was the problem this year. You had guys going in in there who hadn't had a lot of game reps. That's going to be different going into next season. Great stuff from Jay Book on this extended version of the Buckhead Sporting Spot. Thank you very much, Jonah Booker. You can catch him on Twitter at jbook37. Thank you, listeners out there, for tuning in the show. I appreciate that as well. I hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear the Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land.